How do you get back on the horse? Is that the right expression? Whatever. Gonna use it. This is To Dare is Human with your host, Adam Connor. Hey, how you all doing? Welcome back to another episode. I am so sorry that I left you for a week. Did you miss me? Were you wondering where I was? Were you wondering if I fell off the side of the flat earth, which I think we all just disproved? Did you all see that Tesla launch? Man, that was pretty wild. Did you see all the, uh, there are a bunch of pretty unsavory jokes as well about the reason why that car was launched into space. I'll leave you to look those up, but I hope you're doing well. Welcome back to another episode of Two Dare is Human. Adam Connor, your host here for this Monday, February the 12th. And man, we've got a little bit to talk about. I'm going to keep, the, I'm going to say it again. I want to keep this a little bit shorter than the average, like 45 minutes that I've been doing. But every week at the beginning of the week, I've been doing this slightly more informal, unscripted episode to check in with you while I'm recording the new season. And man, uh, there is a lot of good interest for the new season, but I'm going to get to that in a little bit. And I'm going to stick to today's subject, which I teased in the teaser, which is all about getting back on the horse. And it's part of the reason why you didn't hear from me last week. Uh, What I want to talk about today, just briefly, because it's Monday, I think this is probably timely for everybody, is how do you get re-motivated in whatever you're doing? I've had, uh, you know, everybody in their walk of life has a number of different arenas in which they have to keep a certain amount of motivation. Personal life, professional life, health, you know, basically keep it to those four tenets of the good life, the health, wealth, love, happiness, what I've been doing my New Year's resolutions on, which I also need to update you folks on because some I've been doing pretty good and some I've been doing pretty, pretty, pretty awful. So we got We got to keep, we got to keep Adam accountable for that one. And, um, I got a little homework assignment for you. As always, I want you to check in with me this week across social media. First of all, if you're not following this show, I encourage you to do so subscribe wherever you listen. If that's iTunes, if that's Stitcher or Overcast or Pocket Casts or wherever you listen, be sure to go give me a follow there as well as across social media at to dare is human Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I want you to hit me up for two things this week. The first thing I want to hear from you, oh, and by the way, you can also email me if you have a specific question. That's hello at todayishuman.com. So I'm finished plugging for now, but I want you to hit me up there for, for a couple things. One, I need you I need you to berate me for not hitting a couple of my New Year's resolutions because that's a way that I'm going to get re-motivated for one. And two, I want to hear from you on this topic. How do you get yourself re-motivated? Is it something that uh, you have uh, a set routine for? Is it something where you uh, you had a period of demotivation for a while or something was getting you down and then you just ran into someone or something that turned your experience completely around or, or maybe set you on that first step towards becoming more positive about something? Because there's always going to be bumps uh, in the road with, with whatever we do. And I think part of the reason that I wasn't here last week is a little bit indicative of that, which is funny enough, after recently having recorded an episode all about hitting the plateau, getting to a part of your uh, experience where you don't feel that you're improving, you feel that you're just um, you're just skating along, and uh, whatever marginal effort that you're making over top of what you used to do isn't uh, bearing the same marginal fruit. 
And uh, I, I've always, I think I said on that last, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I'm sure it had something to do with uh, with making some sort of conscious change, making time. Now I'm just, I'm just conflating subjects of podcasts, but over the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about, uh, you know, what I want to do with, with this show and how I want to guide it and how much time I want to put towards it. And I think over the last two weeks, I, I took off last week and I didn't announce that. And, uh, you know, I certainly, uh, it, it certainly wasn't planned until about the day before where I just, I sort of got to the end of the week and I just didn't feel like I had anything new or interesting to talk about. And, uh, I, I always, you know, over the past couple of weeks before that, I had felt a little, a little bit preachy. I had felt as if the, the topics that I had brought to this show, uh, were more something that, you know, I was just thinking about. And, and if nothing else, I was talking to a, a mirror, something that I thought that, uh, I didn't really know who was listening in. I, I don't really know uh, what the the size of the audience was, and that that's always been an issue. I think it will be for every small artist and every small creator out there to to wonder uh, what's going on with the audience. But a couple things happened to me in the past week, which which made me sort of rebalance and recenter, and um, I, I think remotivate a little bit. Uh, and yes, even one year, a little bit more than one year into this show, and two seasons, let's call them seasons, basically just periods when I stopped recording. Uh, you can still have those moments. I still have those moments all the time. I have those moments at work with, with, uh, with my fitness, all those sorts of things. Anyway, I am, uh, I'm pushing, I'm pushing what I, I'm, I'm pushing the preview here. So let me, uh, let me just jump right into it. I took off last week, as I said, and I think that was just because I was, um, I was getting a little bit, I was getting a little bit stressed about, about a couple things about a couple things, and it seemed to all be coming together just for the week, and, uh, you know, the fact that I was having the Super Bowl didn't help on Sunday, I was, I had friends over, I, uh, I made a bunch of snack dishes, a bunch of junk food, I got really, you know, fat, I think that's what they call it, (laughs) and so, um, that's something that I think sort of just slowed me down physically and, mentally, and then just left me in a position where I didn't know what I was going to do, and didn't want to put something out that wasn't, that wasn't quality or wasn't something that I felt enthusiastic about. So instead of having some droll, you know, 30 minute, like today I'm going to talk about being happy or like whatever it is, finding enjoyment. I definitely want to talk about those things, but that just wasn't something I was going to do last week. And then as the week progressed, I continued to think about what I might talk about on a future episode. And I was just having a lot of trouble because I wasn't sure what new I could bring to the table. At the end of the day, these weekly informal episodes are just me talking about what it's like being a small creator and and, and what it's like on that grind up. And I feel that sometimes, uh, not I mean, who cares, you know, in, at a certain point? I get that feeling, and uh, it's a little cynical. I think a lot of people out there do care. I think a lot of people out there, whether they know it or not, if they're trying something brand new and whether it's a creative pursuit or otherwise, if they're making their dare, they're jumping right in. Maybe they don't have that system of support that they would like. And so I feel that making these sorts of episodes as well as documenting a small journey like this into a podcast into something that's not necessarily a huge change and a huge leap of faith uh, is relatively comforting. And I even heard about that in the past week. I got an email which um, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but I uh, I just felt a little bit demotivated, and so I spent the back half of the week basically thinking about what I was going to talk about, as I said, and it occurred to me that I should probably just talk about that process. Now, at the time, I was not only thinking about what I was going to do for this show, I was also a little bit stressed out about work, I was a little bit stressed out about fitness because of the week, man, I cannot tell you 
how poorly I, uh, I, I ate. Oh man. Super Bowl Sunday is always one of those days where you say, well, this was tough, but I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to get back on the horse. I'm going to get back in the gym. And that did not happen that Monday. <laughs> that did not happen. Uh, I was uh, sluggish to say the least. And now that uh, now that we're a couple days removed from that, it, uh, it we're, we're getting back to it and we're feeling good. But towards the end of last week, it was between that and uh, feeling really stressed about work in terms of things that I need to do. You know, we're uh, sometimes when you're in sales, and I hear this, I heard this from my boss this week. Sometimes you just feel like you're in the desert. You know, and it's hard because you're looking around and you're looking for water, you're looking for anything, and you're looking for an oasis. And more than time, and more times than not, it's a mirage. And you're looking around, and I get—I tell you what, John, he listens. Well, maybe he does. He might not. If he ever listens to these, he'll—he'll he'll hear me talking about these lessons one time or another. But I always get this. In, I get a different, <laughs> like a metaphor, every time. And we're talking about building momentum, losing momentum. Uh, cultivating leads, all this. I mean, this is all business stuff. So if you're not in sales, I mean, you might not, you might not totally identify with this, but you know, every, you know, we'll be talking on the phone or something like that and be like, Adam, you ever, uh, you ever put out a crab trap? And I'll be like, uh, John, gotta be honest. Don't know what that has to do with my uh, cold call volume, but uh, no, I have not put out a crab trap. Why don't you tell me about it? <laughs> be like, well, you know, you put out a crab trap and you, you, you disturb the, the area around it and, you know, you're not going to catch a crab on the first day. And it might take a little bit and then, you know, eventually the crab's going to want that bait and that's how you catch it. And if you're not aware how to catch a crab, you basically put a cage at the bottom of the floor. Crabs are scavengers uh, and then they you trap them. That's how you get them. I hear other things. Adam, you ever built a fire? Adam, you ever, uh, I don't even, I can't, now that I, of course, now that I claim that he does it all the time, I can't even bring it up. Anyway, so I felt like I was in the desert and I was walking through the desert and I just felt that there was no, I just felt that there was no end in sight. Now, you know, like I said, with hitting the plateau, I think that, you know, it very much reflected what I was feeling in my daily life when I recorded that episode two weeks ago is I just felt that, you know, I was putting in marginal effort and I wasn't sure what product that was outputting on the other end. But I, uh, I took in a few, basically it wasn't as simple as like motivational quotes or anything like that, but I just tried to synthesize a couple of lessons that, that I've learned or that's been told to me over the, over the years. And even since the beginning of the year that, uh, that helped me to rebalance and to re-motivate a little bit, because I think what's been happening and what I think happens a lot with folks who dive into something new or who try to do something big is that they get bogged down with lots of little details. And while they may be able to manage those small details, they may not be able to manage the schedule and the stress that comes along with them. And so whether or not they're able to execute the tasks as they'd like, all of it just, it starts to anchor you down. And whether you know it or not, you start to slow, you start to slow, and eventually you may feel like you're coming to a stop. And for me, that definitely was happening. I was putting in more and more hours at work. Uh, my marginal product was not increasing and neither was the marginal benefit I was getting on the other end by virtue of new process or new meetings or anything like that. And, uh, you know, when you're in sales, that's just that happens from time to time, but it can get you down. And so it's important to remember a couple of things. And I know I'm keeping this related to professional work and my job, my my real life. And, uh, you know, I think it's largely translatable to any new venture that you may be putting on. And um, at least some of them. The first one, which is a quote that actually, I, don't, I, think, I think it's an old quote. I did not look up the, the origin of this, but it's an action star. Have you ever seen a movie with Jet Li in it? Uh, so there are a couple of those like movie stars who are really 
action-packed, especially on the martial arts side. Obviously, like your Bruce Lee's of the world, your Jackie Chan's Jet Li is another one. And uh, so he he like wrote this tweet. I think it was him in like the last two or three weeks that said something along the lines of, you are killing yourself for a job that your employer would replace you in like five days if you like drop dead tomorrow or something like that. And the whole point of it was it was part of a longer thread, I think, which was just about like taking care of yourself and checking in. And for me, the way that translated was like, I had all of this minutia that I was dealing with, a lot of different details, a lot of loose ends that I was picking up and that was that anchor just dragging me through the the floor of the ocean. And uh, it really occurred to me, it was like, I need to get back to like an MVP and an MVP in, in business speak is a minimum viable product. I need to get back to a simple input output structure where what I'm doing has, uh, you know, real value and I need to be spending my time well. So for one or two days, I put myself on a schedule, all going back to this making time of, I'm going to come in uh, at the office around 8.30, so what we generally do, and I'm going to work and I'm going to bust my hump and go as hard as I can until right on five. And I'm going to get all my stuff done. And then at five, I'm gone. Because if I stay longer than that, if I'm like there 8.30 to 6.30, I'd like blow out my morning, getting ready in the morning and, uh, you know, going to the gym and then I get that done. And then the evening comes around. I'm so exhausted that all I want to do is sleep. And I've been doing that for like a week or two where I'd come home from work and I would just crash and I would fall asleep, like just like sideways on the bed. And I wake up around nine 30 and then just totally ruin my sleep for the next day. And it wasn't healthy. That's the whole point is that none of this was healthy. Uh, not that my health was declining, but I was certainly not at performing at my peak that I could have been. So that I did that. And I did that for one day and I did it for two days. And then I just kept, it wasn't a habit necessarily that I built, but it like allowed me to get remotivated it, 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 in a weird way. And it's sort of perverse because I not perverse in like a weird way, but like perverse in that it wasn't what I expected. And I was really excited to be done at five. And that sounds weird because if you think about like working hard, a lot of times you associate that with working a long time. You work till the job's done and if that requires you work till late, great. Well, the good thing about this is that I had set this like late bound of time that I was going to be there. So I just made sure that everything was done by five because I just forced myself to. I kept and I wouldn't recommend doing this long term, at least for me and my job, but I kept my computer at work. I did not bring it home. I separated as much as I could because that was another thing. I kept bringing my, my computer home and I was doing work like on my couch and in bed and like in these places where you were mentally supposed to separate and you're supposed to keep those places, at least in my opinion, you were supposed to keep those places. Um, I was about to say sacred, but like just, you know, by themselves, a, a, a place and a time where you can enjoy yourself personally. You know, they say that uh, you, the ways that you should be spending time, you should either be improving yourself or enjoying yourself. And I think that you could be probably doing both most of the time, but if it's, uh, a, a gig or a job that's just like sort of getting you down a little bit or that it's hard work, you come home, you don't want to mix those two is what I'm saying. They say work-life balance a lot. I think that that's, I, I think balancing work and life is, is tough unless you are talking about a clear break and a clear separation, but w- whatever. And in a weird way, that got me re-motivated to get back up early the next morning and go in at 8.30 and sit down and crank through everything. I built out a, a better to-do list. I did my tasks faster. I kept finding that by, you know, a, a lot of my core work, I'd be able to get done by 11, 12, 1 in the afternoon because I was just coming in and I was like, look, 
I've, I've got this time. I'm, I'm not going to stay much past five o'clock. And that helped me slowly get back on the horse. And I felt that when I got home, I, uh, because I had done things in such, I guess, an efficient way, but not in such a mentally draining way where I was actually not spending as much time on it. I came home and I wasn't as tired. So I'd come home and I'd be able to just decompress and not fall asleep and screw up my, my rest schedule and all that. I think that's important for a lot of people. So for you, when you are going out and you're trying something brand new, and I'll keep it in the filter of that, because if you're if you're at a gig where this is a nine to five and you're uh, doing the same thing day in, day out, maybe use that five o'clock line, all right, and, and see if that works. But really get this, I mean, like, don't just say, well, I'm leaving at five and if it's not getting done, it's not getting done. I mean, that, that's not what I thought, because you do that and then the work really backs up and you really screw yourself, like worse than you were trying to help. But if you're trying something brand new, a good thing to do from time to time is just, and it all goes back to making time once again, but make that time where you are going to step away from it. And I'm serious. You hear a lot of people, they, they work 24 hours a day, you know, these great stories of tech entrepreneurs and that kind of stuff. And I understand that, you know, if you're really, if you're really excited about things and you're really motivated and you, you want to do things 24 hours a day, that's great. I do not think that that is the norm. I don't think that that is required to do something that's great. And especially if you're starting something brand new and starting something from scratch, you, I don't think that you need to be doing something 24 hours a day or, you know, 20 hours a day. Some people do. I don't think you need to do it, but I would say make that time. And you, I think it's weird in that you will get yourself remotivated by taking time off, but not time off in such a way where you're just cutting off the work productivity but using that time off as a reason to make everything else more efficient so that you earn that time. So that's one thing I, I, I thought about. And, you know, of course, uh, there are other things that sort of came into play there. I'm gonna, about to contradict myself, but there's another quote that's like, uh, it's not really a quote, but it's just a people, it's just a saying kind of that's like, nothing is so urgent that it 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 can't wait unless it's something related to like personal health or family issue or something like that. So for me, you know, if I get an email at 10 o'clock PM, unless it is mad urgent, I mean, like something is happening tomorrow morning at eight in the morning and there's literally no time to tackle it, uh, it doesn't need to be addressed at the moment. I think as a way of managing your time and balancing yourself, I don't think it's healthy to be answering chats and answering emails that late. I think you shut it off. I turned, I turned mail notifications off my phone. I turned it all off. And I think that that helped. I think that allowed me to come back in and like, okay, I got this time. I better crank through it because when I go home, I'm going to, I'm going to break away from it entirely. And that's allowed me to think about other things. I think it's allowed me to think about what I'm going to do more with this show. It's allowed me to respond to emails for the show that I wasn't able to do when I was at home doting on everything else. And it, it allowed me to think more about what I want to do uh, creatively and artistically to uh, break into uh, this presentation uh, that I'd like to, you know, continue to evolve and whether that's this, whether that's doing something in video form or whatever, it's just allowed me that time. So that's one thing. Um, I think that, and so I think that's the first, I think the first way to remotivate yourself is really like in a self sort of way, but I think it's by limiting yourself in a, in a strange way. I think by limiting yourself, you actually motivate yourself to do more. So that's what I have experienced. And by the way, if you've experienced that as well, let me know. Uh, there's no comments. That normally, I would say let me know in the comments for like a video, but that doesn't exist. So I would say just let me know across social media. Let me know 
you know, write me an email. I'm not going to plug myself again yet. I'll save that for the end. But I, I really do want to hear what you experience. And I hope to have people on through this new season of the show who can help shed light on that. People who are actual professionals instead of just me sort of filling the space here. I mean, I'm just a guy who makes a show once a week and who has a pretty normal life, but who tries to break out of it a little bit via this creative avenue. Um, I think that makes me relatable, but it does not make me an expert. And it certainly does not make me somebody that you should take all the advice from and do all the things because of. So, and I'll get to what the season's going to look like in a little bit because it, until, until yesterday it was going to look one way and now it looks something vastly different. And I'll explain, I'm not teasing that just to like keep you listening, but that is something that I do have slated in the notes here for later in the show. So the second way that I uh, think you can get remotivated and I think it, it starts with your effort to involve yourself with people that will support you, but is to get that positive reinforcement from those around you. I'll start once again with professional life. And I talk about my, my, my advisor, my mentor at work who oversees my product, but also uh, is very quick to be continually like, like proud and excited and happy about the state of things, even if I'm in the desert. As I've said, even if he's in the desert, we do, I mean, he's got much more experience, but at the end of the day, we're both pushing to, to develop the same business, right? And so he can have his own personal desert and I can have mine and anybody can have theirs. I really should have called this, you know what? I was going to call this episode getting back on the horse, but like, should I call it getting out of the desert? I don't, ah, uh, gosh, I think I got to stick with horse. That's really too bad. I led with horse. All right. Well, get back on the. How do I, camel? I whatever. Uh, I'm thinking desert. <laughs> it's a camel that came out. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Um, I was a desert animal pun, folks, or just a, not a pun. I might cut that whole last minute. That was ridiculous. Let me get back on course here. Uh, so in professional life, uh, my my mentor is always, he makes sure, and we talk nearly every day, nearly every day. And he's always sure to do that. And in turn, the small group of folks that I manage at work, um, and these days have their exceptions because I'm not like it every day. I should be, and I should be getting better with that, but I'm not. Uh, always celebrating small wins. Because in the absence of anything else, when you in a period where you may get demotivated, and this is not just professional life, this can be anything. Uh, if you are not, um, you know, on day one, you kick things off, you make your dare, and by day two, you're not accomplishing everything you wanted to do, and by day 200, you're not accomplishing everything you want to do, it really becomes important to start celebrating small wins, to be proud of your progress, to be excited, to be grateful that you're able to take the journey that you're taking. And so my mentor does it with me. I try to do it with the folks that I directly advise at work. And um, uh, that's professionally. Uh, Personally, I think the biggest way uh, that um, this happens with me is that uh, in the gym, as you all know, if you are listening, I have these New Year's resolutions, which I'll go over very briefly at the end, in which uh, some of the chief ones, at least the chief ones which are trackable, include uh, dropping a little bit of weight, getting fitter. I, I just think that that will help overall mood and help overall product regardless of just life, life product, life output. And uh, that's been a real, I mean, when I have those bad Super Bowl Sundays where I'm just knocking down half a, half a tinfoil tray of buffalo chicken dip, and just people are looking at me like wondering who, what is that? Because it's no longer a who, it's a what at that point because I'm tearing it down and I'm not even looking, there are crumbs flying. People are getting, <laughs> people are getting splashed with molten cream cheese. It's just like when you have those days, 
turning around and then like being able to hit the gym the next day and just like I was about to get gross. I just feeling all that shit gargle. Like all that, it's not good. Like it's not, it doesn't feel good, right? It doesn't feel good in the moment. And it's very hard to like get back on the horse. Here we go. And get back in the gym and uh, and improve because, uh, you know, I saw almost all of my progress get wiped out. And I should have realized that it was just because I was weighed down literally with food, little food baby up in there. But I was stressed out about it. But it's really been helpful to get reinforced via uh, a number of people, via my girlfriend, via my family who sees me and, and comments at least a little bit. And it's not a ton of progress, but it's a little bit. And I also, funny enough, I also come into work and I'm, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be generally open about that. I say it all the time. I've said it for the past three or four summers in a row. I'm cause I start the process in like December, January time frame, and I get back in the gym and it normally lasts until about late February. So be sure to keep checking in with me week on week. But I'm like this summer, I'm, I'm going to work out for these six months or five months or however many months it is and leading into the summer. And then when that time comes, I'm going to be hotter than the sun and bigger than the ocean. I say it every single time. I am going to be hotter than the sun and bigger than the ocean. Big in like a good way, like a muscular way. As it turns out, sometimes I don't do that. And then I end up bigger than the ocean, but it doesn't look pretty. It doesn't look like I'm Mr. Muscles. It looks like I'm, uh, it looks like I'm, uh, I wouldn't say whale, but like it looks bad, right? It's not what I want. So, but I let people reinforce me there too. Where I will come into work. I'm like, oh, guys, I feel great. Like, hope you're having a good morning. Like, what is what is going on? And I'm like, I feel like I'm starting a podcast episode. I'm not, I'm not, I don't sound like that. But I come in, I'm like, yo, what's up, everybody? And they're like, yo, what's going on? What's good? And I'm like, I'm like, normally I'm still smoked. I'm like, maybe still sweating a little bit, even though I've come out of the shower, you know? And I'm just still, it's just like residual, just heat that's getting me. And I'm like, yeah, just I hard workout this morning, but like, you know, felt good and now I'm just smoked and I'm going to sit here and just try to crank through some work and recover. Or I'll say like, I'm getting ready for workout, you know, this, this evening or whatever it is. Um, and it's to the point where I've a couple people at work are like, oh yeah, bigger, bigger than the ocean, hotter than the sun. I'm like, all right, you got the order reversed, but yes, that is generally the goal. But I let people do that because I just, and regardless of whatever, cause like realistically, you know, I've sort of jinxed myself there because realistically nobody's going to be like, oh, well, gotta say Adam, you've been saying that for a while and uh, you don't look any better. Like, no, I mean, it could be true, but like, nobody's going to say that, right? I've sort of hacked it a little bit where people will say like, oh yeah, well, even if they don't say you look great, they'll be like, well, keep on going. <laughs> and maybe that's like them being like, well, I don't see anything, but it's a politer way to do it. Regardless, it gets me motivated. And it's like, all right, people in some way are paying attention because I'm either making them pay attention or because they are actively doing so. And that keeps me motivated. And of course, people that I work with and people that I go to the gym with overlap a little bit. And so that's helpful. Um, but that's another way that I get remotivated. I, I allow people to positively reinforce me either of their own volition, or I put other people in a position to just like be a part of my world there. And so I think when you're, especially if you're doing something creatively, it's really helpful to get your audience involved and do all that you can to let them positively reinforce you as well as spread your message. So let me, let me bring this back to making a dare. If you are jumping into something new, and you feel that those around you will help you to stay motivated the most, my suggestion would be to interact in that way with your audience. Those people who you want to say like, yeah, great uh, work product or great, or I said work product again, great podcast episode, Adam, or great video or whatever, great post, like keep it up. Like if you want people to do that, like there's a great way that you can easily manufacture that. 
by saying like, you know, I worked really hard on this last one. Really hope you guys enjoy it. Can't wait to give you, you know, can't wait to give you the next whatever thing that you're doing edition of whatever. And I think more likely than not, like if people are really excited about what you're doing, they'll, they'll help you with that and they'll keep you motivated. And I'm sure you all have people like that. And if you feel that you don't, um, you know, there are one of the, so here's a great example. One of my new year's resolutions is to like get myself involved with communities of people with like minded interests. And so I'm going to preview this a little bit for later in the year, but one of the things that I want to do in terms of a dare for myself uh, is that I want to get, I want to get more into video production and I want to start acting in sketches that I write and I want to become a figure in that way a little bit and just see, because I just, I feel like I need that outlet. I feel like I can do it. And I currently, I don't have an audience of that because I don't produce anything. My audience is zero. How do you go from zero to something? Well, if you are, have an audience of zero or you have support, at least a perceived support level of zero, you can get yourself involved with communities. For example, for me, I and I will, I don't talk about it too often here, but I love Reddit. It's a great site. It's got a lot of great communities, a couple of screwed up communities, but a, a lot of mostly really great communities. And there are communities for people who are small creators like that. By the way, if you're doing something artistic, I would encourage you to go and just search it out. If you're doing something professional, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're starting up something new there, if you're going to get involved in politics, social activism, whatever that is, I think Reddit's a great place to start. Frankly, I don't really know many other sources of like all-encompassing forums like that. So I would check it out uh, because I'm sure there's a community for you. But that's another way you can build support. Get active is what I'm saying. And that's another way so people can positively reinforce you, but it's really you putting in that effort first. And those efforts will reap benefits in that category. And so that's the second. And the third isn't really something that you can do, but I think the third, sometimes you just get a stroke of divine providence that can help you out in your situation. And I think you could set yourself up. Like a lot of people say, like you don't, when you get, you see somebody get lucky, it's more likely because they have done what is necessary to set themselves up in the position to get lucky. If you know what I mean, like something just like the cards fall in in the right way and it's because, so for example, um, okay, let's go with the two podcasts that I really, that I've talked about that I really, really enjoy. Let's talk uh, talk about uh, The Pitch, which is again, it's like, uh, what's the show? It's like Shark Tank for radio. Great podcast. I reach out, the guy, I've, I've met the guy before. He's a great host, Josh Muccio. Go listen to that show, that show, and don't keep your day job with Kathy Heller. I talk about those two shows from time to time to time and they both set themselves up to the point where when they got the audience that they deserved they were able to capitalize on it and become great and to get to the point where Josh got a show picked up by Gimlet which is huge and is now you know wildly growing and Kathy got her show promoted on iTunes ahead of Oprah's like you put yourself into the position there and that they built teams around them they were very, very active. They were putting out good quality content. They had good ideas. And we all started, well, Josh started before Kathy and I did, but, um, you know, there was just an amount of prep there where, like, they didn't get lucky. They didn't. They, like, they deserved and earned what they got, even though it could be perceived as, like, wow, they just got a stroke of divine providence. So, like, here's an example from mine. And let me bring this back. So, like, that could happen at work. I'm not really going to talk about work for this one because, like, of course, and this has happened to me before where I've been in the world of sales and some inbound lead has come in as, like, I'm really interested and then they end up, you know, pulling the trigger and you end up getting a piece of business and it wasn't really based on your effort. It was because of something else that came in. That that, that has happened to me before and, uh, you know, that's great. 
But whatever, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm actually going to talk about this show for that for this point. And uh, I'm going to talk about now, I'm going to get to the point where I want to talk about what the season looks like for next year, or for next year, for next season, which, uh, by the way, is going to release, it's going to start, I, 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 it's going to happen, first episode will release on Monday, February the 26th, that will be the first episode of season three, it will be headed off uh, by Ozzyman Reviews, which is a great interview that I've already done. Uh, this guy's name is Ethan in real life. He's a great, uh, really cool guy, really funny guy, and um, connected with him via some episodes that I did at the end of last year when I was doing a couple dailies, and uh, really enjoyed that conversation. I can't wait to have you hear it, and I can't wait to start the season with that because I think it's a really strong interview. I think it's somebody who uh, really went after, I mean, made a great dare, you know, was going into comedy and um, uh, was doing that a little bit, also had a background in, uh, I think it was, I'm going to mess it up. I think it was internet communications and had all this knowledge about how to do the back end of, uh, of like the marketing that's involved and the messaging that's involved with performance. And then combined those two in a medium, which is reviewing viral content, which, uh, already has a great audience and was able to take advantage and just do a really great thing. And now he's got like 12 million followers or something across all social media. So really incredible story and uh, really grateful that I got that time in that interview. And so I can't wait to drop that on February the 26th. Now, the reason I'm plugging it a little bit is because I think this season is going to be a little different and I think it's going to go a little longer than I anticipated. And the reason is this, I did a lot of outbound outreach for the podcast for season three and I posted on these communities online and I, uh, you know, I reached out to people that I had done these daily episodes around. That's how I got the Ozzy Man Reviews one. And uh, I, so I was looking in my inbox just at the number of episodes that if I did absolutely everything that I could uh, and I got time with all the people that I was in constant communication with, I was looking at about a 14 episode season. And so for me, it was like, okay, that's going to be probably one a week. Uh, the season's going to run for three and a half months. It'll be done uh, in the beginning of June. Basically, March, April, May will happen. The end of February will be the first one. The beginning of June will be the second. And then we'll get towards the summertime and I'll be able to revamp. Then, and I want to say Divine Providence, but I really did set myself up for this. I got an email I used, um, and I would encourage you if you're in the podcasting world to use this, podcastguests.com. And I want to make sure I got that right because there might be a dash. Hang on one second. I don't think there is, but there might be. It's basically a website that allows you to pub your podcast to get guests, obviously, or to be a guest on somebody else's. So if I get this right, hang on one second, I'm looking up the emails now. Yeah, it's podcastguests.com. And the guy who runs it is a guy named Andrew, and uh, he has done some really great work uh, for people, and I think has built, built up a really great business around uh, promoting yourself via podcast. And so I reached out to him a couple of months ago, and, or I reached out to his website basically and filled out a couple of uh, you know, details about what my show is about and what kind of person I'd like to have and all that. And, um, he had put, and he put it up and like two weeks ago, it went on to his weekly email, which gets, uh, you know, a bunch of subscribers and all that. And within the, the first couple of days and within the first two weeks, I had gotten like two or three emails to my inbox, uh, requesting to be on the show. And I was like, Oh, that's great. Because at the time I was looking at 11 or 12 parts, he comes in, posts that up. I got like two or three more. I'm like, perfect. I've got like 14 or 15 tops, I think, episodes 
And that's, that's going to work for me. It's a really nice, succinct season. It will allow me to, because all the people are now actively interested. I can book them out for the future and then I can upload them at the right time. And then I, now I can spend all this time, like reaching out to potentially targets that I've been trying to for the last year or two, or just year and, uh, coming up on two and get them to, to record with me for maybe for the fall or like early winter or something like that, where if their schedule is so crazy, maybe I can get them six months out. And then I got an email from Andrew who uh, had, uh, you know, had put my stuff up on his email and it said, I just wanted to see if you had gone over the list of responses yet, which had thrown me because I guess I didn't listen. I wasn't like paying attention as much attention to the email as I thought because I was just looking for email and it was stupid of me because I was just looking for emails that came into my inbox, like directly to my email address. What I had not put into account is that he had also created a Google spreadsheet on the side with all of the inbound requests that he had gotten for my show. And I had no idea. I, I should have known. I, I, there was a link right there. I should have clicked, but I, I didn't even think about it. I thought that the big product from this was like two or three great interviews. He's like, I hope you like the list. If you haven't had a chance to review, check them out. And I was like, okay. So I went back to the email and I clicked on the sheet. And so that sheet was people who had not reached out to me via regular email. It was a whole new list of people. And I thought, okay, another three or four would be great if I click on this. There, and I kid you not, folks, 64 people who want to be guests on this, which is like, if you, if I put that into perspective for you guys, like I was really excited and I still am really excited when I can get like one person to respond to a specific type of request for a show. I did like 10 or 15, something like that, daily episodes in the wintertime. And I got that one from Man Reviews and man, I was pumped. I got one good response and one great episode. And that's great. I now went from a position where I had like 13 to 15 good episodes, potentially to a situation where I could have as many as 80 in the course of a day. And it wasn't the course of a day, really. It's just, but my realization was one day I had a potential 15 episode season. The next day I had a potential 80 episode season. 65 and 50, yeah, 80. Now, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do now because it's just so much interest and like, I'd like to say yes to everybody and I probably will. And I'll try to figure out how I can put them all together. But it's just, it's funny because that also allowed me to get back on this horse to say, you know, there are people, I had run a bunch of ads on Facebook. I had gotten this audience that I built up. The Facebook community is now around 5,000 people. Uh, I was wondering how that would translate into listens. I don't really know if it has. I was wondering if that was a worthwhile investment. I was wondering if the time that I was putting into this was a worthwhile investment. But then I got that email and I clicked on that list and I realized that like there's just so much opportunity and audience out there that's just waiting for me. That Because oh, by the way, these are not people who just want to be on the show and that's it. These are people who want to be on the show who have like tentatively agreed. There was a whole other column of the damn thing. I'm serious. If you're in the podcasting world or if you want to be on a podcast show of somebody else's, use this. It's a, it's called Podcast Guests, podcastguests.com. Use this service because it's incredible. It didn't cost me a dime. I mean, I waited a couple months because it's a very popular thing. But once it did, I mean, it came through. And so there's a whole other column on this list that wasn't just, yes, I want to be on it. Yes, here are my credentials. Yeah, here's my contact info. But it, there's a it says like, if you end up on this podcast, like how are you willing to market it out yourself? And that has always been my kryptonite for this show. How do I get this 
marketed in such a way where people who are likely to already want to listen to a show are going to listen to it. And it happened really well through season one a couple times where I got it shared around by the people. But that's always been, especially with folks who were like a little sort of outside my pay grade, basically, to get them to share things out because I understand they have curated brands and like, I don't know, maybe it's because they didn't like the show or maybe it's just because they're too busy and didn't pay attention. But like sometimes I just could not get people to share and it was really demotivating a lot of times. But every single column entry was filled. Oh yeah, I have Instagram or I have a social media with 20,000 people or I have the, you know, I have a show myself that I'll promote them on or I have, and like all of these open hands, raised hands to help out was just awesome. So I want to do whatever I can to incorporate all of those people. I already have two episodes recorded for season three. So I have my 226 and what's that make the next one? Three, oh man, 28 days in February. What the heck is it? Three, five, I guess, March five. And now, I don't know, like if I ran weekly episodes, I could run it for a year and a half. So I think I might have to, I don't know, I might have to up the cadence. I don't know what to do. Combine? I, I'm not sure. But anyway, it's very exciting and it got me re-motivated. And look, it, I spent a bunch of time talking about this and now guess where we are? Right back at the freaking beginning. I want to make this shorter. No, you didn't, Adam, because now you've been 40, what, 41, 30? What are you guys at? You guys are sitting at your desk. Click it where you're at. What are you scrubbing through? What minute are we at? Because I'm going to do a little bit of editing on the back end here. But what are we at? Like 41.40? 41.45? Something like that? Jeez. All right. Anyway, those are ways in which I've found myself to get remotivated and get back on the horse. And so, you know, between this week and next week, the 19th is going to be a good one, I think. Uh, or I'm sorry, the 12th. Yeah, the 19th. Uh, the 19th will be a good episode, just basically talking about how I've prepared for this season, and it's not going to have a central theme, it's just going to talk about like what I do to get ready for a show, and then uh, at least that's the plan, and then starting uh, to start in 226, we'll be out with the season. So I'm really excited for you guys to see that, make sure that you're following obviously everywhere up ahead of that. Let's use the last few minutes here and talk about uh, these New Year's resolutions. Again, this is the other side of the homework. First of all, I want you to hit me up across uh, wherever you follow me and let me know how you get yourself re-motivated or if there is something that has kicked you back into gear. I want to hear that story. I want to be able to share those stories right here on the show, and I will do that next week if I get a couple good examples. But I have a, a number of good resolutions here, which I also want you to keep me honest on. And if uh, you hear me falling behind, I want you to hit me up for that too. Be like, hey, great show, but uh, you know, you're know uh, you really falling behind in the book category, which I am. So let's go over these. As you know, we do this every week. They revolve around health, wealth, love, and happiness. And I have about 10 resolutions. And I'm going to try to complete most of them by the end of the year. But some I am falling behind on. So let's kick it off. In the health category, I want to do a couple things. I want to drop 25 pounds, drop a quarter. I go to the gym 150 times, which I am a little bit behind on, I gotta say. I need to do a total, but I'm definitely behind. I'll explain that in a second. I want you to find a healthy routine. I've done a couple of things a little more healthily that I'd like to continue to do. And finally, meditate. The meditation has been really bad, and it's too bad because I've, you know, I've gotten, uh, I have gotten guidance from folks. I've gotten recommendations on ways to meditate, and I haven't done it. I need to. Okay, so you can roast me for that. Like you don't meditate enough. Like I, if you want to roast me on that, that's fine. I think it's going to sound a little weird, but it, I'm giving you license to. The 25 pounds drop is really interesting. I was weighing myself today, and uh, and I don't really need to go over numbers and specifically, but I started the year off at a place where I didn't want to be, and uh, starting at today in today's weigh-in, I am down 
from the beginning of the year, so about five weeks in, uh, I am down just over eight pounds, which means I'm almost a third of the way there, which is like pretty damn good. Now, I imagine that at a certain point, like I won't lose at the same rate, but like if you take that eight over what, five, that's what one point, oh gosh, eight over five, what is that? Is 1.6, right? That's a pretty solid amount of pounds to lose per week. They say that you're not supposed to do more than two. And I'm not getting quite there, but it's sustained is what I'm saying. Because the reason why they say don't do that is because like it's either water weight or like you're you're starving yourself or whatever it is. And it's more likely that when you get back on the wrong type of horse, which is get back to eating like crap like you did before, you'll gain a bunch of weight back, probably all of it and maybe even more than you. So your loss becomes negative. Uh, so eight in, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I don't feel that I've done a lot different. Uh, I, I, but I have eliminated some, some, some things by becoming healthier and adopting some healthy habits. Uh, the, the trips to the gym is a tougher one. I hit three in the week off. I hit, I went to the gym three times. So I hit my goal. Generally, I'm trying to do three a week. That'll get me to 150 by the end of the year. And this week I only did it twice. So I, I lapsed by one. So right now I am off the pace if I'm doing a rough count, I am off the pace by like mm, probably about six of where I should be. So if I if three a week, you say you're five weeks in, what, six weeks in, I should be at 15 to 18 and I think I'm at like 12 or 13. So I got to get back on that. And I, you know what? I think it's more than that, but I think I am off by like roughly six. So basically the goal is just to continue to get back on it. And I had an email this week of somebody who wanted to come on the show who thought that 150 trips to the gym was really great. Uh, it's a person that I'm going to have on the podcast actually for season three. And we could talk a little bit about that once we get closer to that release date. But um, glad that some people are paying attention to this uh, just because it keeps me motivated. I am putting myself in a position to be motivated. Uh, anyway, find the healthy routine. I think I've, I've said this before. I've done like smoothies now. I'm standing up at my desk. I'm not, I'm not snacking like at all. Like I've absolutely stopped doing that because, uh, because I've just realized like what, what is the point? Because I realized that I'm actually replacing like maybe it's thirst, maybe it's a boredom with snacking and that's not good because I'm not doing it. And like at that point I just feel worse. Like I feel like sensory experiences, right? I think I've talked about that before. I'm really into sensory experiences and I think I just replace boredom with some other sensory experience, which just happens to be taste in a lot of cases. Like a lot of people do that. Uh, to get over stress or to get over boredom, and that's bad. So um, to try to, or at least I consider it bad. So to get out of that has been important, and so I've picked up a couple good healthy habits so far, and they aren't habits that I've dropped, so I'm going to consider that a check. But uh, yeah, the meditation's been off. All right, let's move to wealth. Um, you know, I don't, I'm going to do this in percentage, as I said before. I, you know, my goal broadly is to make 110% of the amount that I made in 2017. So to make 10% more, how do I do that? Well, I'm in sales, it's pretty easy. It's a variable business, which could also mean on the downside that you like have a bad year. But uh, right now, I, uh, I'm going to do this by month in terms of my percentages. I'm at roughly 14% of my earnings in uh, 2017. So that is good. Um, I think I'm on a good pace. If I'm not going to continue at that exact velocity, but I think it puts me in a good position to uh, keep that up, which is good um, because, you know, you need to have a living. 2% of my income coming from outside of my regular gig. Now, this is a tough one just because I don't have a pursuit that does this <laughs> at the moment. And I don't know what would. And so I'm still looking for something. And also I need to be aware that like if it's something that gets in the way of my regular job, I actually can't do that. 
that's not like that's something that I'm not allowed to do. Like it's not it's not me saying that like I personally don't want to. It's it's I cannot. So that's something that I've had to think about, and I'm I'm wondering like how would I do exactly? I don't think at a, such a low percentage of two that I'm gonna be giving much time to it yet, and I don't need to make a whole heck of a lot to get there. So I'm not worried about it at the moment, but it's still something that has a blank space. I have not com- I have not completed that yet. And then the thing that I definitely can control is like the reading, mental wealth. I've said I'm going to read 12 books, one a month. So far, I'm, 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 I'm behind. I'm behind, but you know what? There are a couple things that are on the positive side here. On the one side, I've got my book that I've said two weeks ago that I was reading that I actually really haven't read much of yet. It's called The Complacency Class. I forget. No, Complacency. No, The Comfortable. Shoot. I'm going to come back and I'm going to do a whole episode on it, but basically it's about how people are using this this age of recommendation and automation to uh, basically uh, just be satisfied with things that get suggested and not try to innovate or disrupt. And um, I sort of get it. I think it's complacent class. I'm not sure. But I'll have to come back with a full episode on that because it's a really cool topic. But the silver lining on this because I didn't really have a book list that I was going to do. I also have the obesity code, which is a hilarious sounding book. I'm sure it's not hilarious material, but I'm going to read it too. Is that of these like roughly 65 people who reached out to me that want to be on the show, a number of them have written books and a number of them have offered to give me their book. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to read a bunch of books from my audience. What better way to dive into something like this than to actually read that? Like instead of saying like, oh, I'm going to read and I should read like a Tony Robbins book or something like that. That's great. And I'm sure there's a bunch of great stuff in there, but like to my personal goal of interacting with my audience, unless I'm able to interview Tony Robbins one day, that'd be sick. But uh, for now, I have a bunch of great material in the form of audience member books or interviewer books, which is great. So I think I'm going to do that, but I'm behind on that. So you can go ahead and roast me for that. I'm going to get a little bit fat. I think we're at about 50 minutes. God bless you guys that listen to this the whole way through. In uh, in love, ooh, got 25 date nights. Now, the next big one's coming up, as you know, Monday, February 12th. That means in two days, I've got a big job in front of me. I've got the Valentine's Day, and i got to make sure that it goes off without a hitch because you got to make them happy, okay? That's the next big date. Now, I'm actually on pace here because uh, 25 translates to roughly one every two weeks, and uh, we are good in that in that scenario. I think I'm three in, which means I'm ahead of pace. So that's good. That's good to be. That's good to be the one that I'm over-indexing on right now. I'll take like reading slightly less books for that at the moment. I probably will always feel that way. But anyway, uh, and then in happiness, find a way to act. Uh, I'm writing. I'm continuing to write out my sketches. Uh, you know, like I said, I want to get into this. I, I think it's probably going to be YouTube, but ways that I can record myself uh, and, and and put content out there. Um, find a speaking opportunity, still looking, hey, if you uh, have listened to this show and think that there was a great forum for me to speak for, hit me up, hello at todareshuman.com, because I am, uh, I'm a good public speaker, um, <laughs> that's a weird way to advertise myself, I have a lot of experience there, you can go and look at the, the Harvard graduation speech that I gave, you can go, um, you can't really see anything else, but I've done a bunch of, uh, just because it's not accessible online, but I've, I've competed before in public speaking is something that I know I'm very strong at and I would really just like that opportunity and I don't even, I really don't I'm not asking to get paid for it or anything I just would like to try it uh, once or twice or as much as I can and then finally is to just find people who match my interests and I've talked about finding these communities on you on uh, reddit and uh, that's my little step for now that that's where I'm starting is to try to find those audiences there 
and uh, and try to connect. And I think just build build uh, build friends from the ground up there and build support from the ground up. So anyway, I, I feel a heck of a lot more motivated than I did last week. And I really want to uh, thank everybody who listens to this week in and week out. I've really enjoyed the emails that I get, the requests to be on the show. Um, the people who just acknowledge this because it's weird, uh, because, you know, you put this, put this effort in week in, week out, and you're not exactly sure if it's being listened to or appreciated. So the people that reach out and say, you know, they value what they're hearing is really great. And I really appreciate all of those sorts of comments. I really would also appreciate it if you feel so strongly to go on to, to iTunes or wherever you listen and to leave a rating of the show. Four or five stars, I don't care, two stars, one star. But be honest with me, show me some social proof. Just uh, leave a review and say, hey, this is really great. Um, I, I've, those don't come in super frequently. I'm looking right now. And last I checked, there were a couple weeks ago, there were 13 reviews total, which is great. Cause I can look at those anytime and say, you know, look, these are people who are really, you know, they're fans. They, they really like the content, you know, all that, all that business. And, um, I think to this day, I think we still have 13. Let me check. Yeah, we're at 13, but we're at a perfect five. We're at perfect 5.0. So if you want to go in and make your thoughts known to continue to support, or you could also go and troll. I mean, you could totally troll, and just give it a one, but um, yeah, I don't know why you do that. Uh, you could do it. Yeah, it's, it's free country. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up about here. Really appreciate all the all the support that I've gotten. I cannot wait to release this new season starting in two weeks on the 26th. And overall, I just hope you have a great week. If you've sat here for the whole hour, I hope it's been a, uh, a nice sort of background noise for you while you're sitting at your desk, <laughs> most likely, or if you're going for a run. Um, and hopefully it's getting you a little bit more motivated as well, uh, because... You know, the audience for whatever you want to do is out there. And, um, you know, I genuinely believe that anybody who wants to jump in and make a dare of their own can do it. And I think there's a way to do it. It's different for everybody, but uh, everybody's going to get demotivated and then must necessarily get remotivated. And hopefully uh, you're taking some of this uh, sort of quasi advice, but at least somebody else's story and using it to your benefit. I'll check in with you next week. Uh, hopefully this music is, is coming in now, but I'll check you next week. Be sure to follow me, Today is Human, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And um, really appreciate it, guys. Uh, have a great week, and I will check you on the 19th. Peace out. Like what you hear? Stay up to date with Today is Human by subscribing and following across social media. And until next time, keep daring.